And welcome to Opposite Picks on this Friday, December 23rd, two days before Christmas. Wow, you never know it if you were walking around my house. That, that is for sure. Uh, full house of company coming over, and the house is a mess. Uh, what else is new? I am Scott Wetzel sitting in for the next 60 minutes, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact, Scott Icon, and fire away. Uh, what do we have today, boys? Well, how about Jags over the Jets? Anybody over Wilson? Way to trump your own story, Forbes. Tweet from a twit. Not good news for Colt fans. Miracle under hits last night. Air Force flies high. NFL trends and NFL favorite props are out. We'll get to all those stories, plus your phone calls, pyramid plays, open parlays, and, of course, opposite picks. All coming up on the fastest hour on Sports Grid Radio. Ah, uh, what's going on, LLs? How are you, loyal listeners? Prime Sports there with the uh, Trevor Lawrence a touchdown run. Al Jackson, uh, Mike Jackson, uh, Al Jackson with the call, <clears throat> and Trevor Lawrence uh, afterwards uh, talking about how good teams win. Basically, what he was saying: ugly games. Uh, Al Michaels with the call. Um, Trevor Lawrence, uh, you know, saying that good teams basically win. You know, ugly games like this, and it was an ugly game for sure. For sure, the Jets are bad. Nineteen three Jags win. FanDuel has moved the line from minus 145, which I thought was weird to begin with, since they're in second place, yet they're the odds-on favorite at minus 145 to win the AFC South. Now they're minus 185. Well, there's just no believing in uh, Malik Willis. Everything I've been saying about him being a lousy quarterback and the Houston uh, and the Tennessee Titans going in the other direction, it is true. You have to lay almost 2-1 to one with a team that's in second place. When's the last time that's happened, right? The team is in second, and they're still in second place, half a game back, uh, and they're in second place, yet they are minus 185, almost 2-1 to one to win the division. You could grab, if you think uh, you know something's going to happen with the uh, Tennessee, and all of a sudden the, the light bulb's going to go on, you can grab them at plus 150. I'm holding out, hope they are. I have them in a four-division parlay in which uh, the other three are all but in, and then Tennessee's the only one now that I had to sweat out. And, boy, they were 7-3. and three. They were cruising. I might not even get my over 8.5 win total either, which is just amazing. A team, that's why it's never over until it's over, right, uh, as the saying goes. I'm sitting there at 7-3, and 8.5. Didn't even think, didn't even think about losing that bet. <clears throat> and now here they are with three games left. I need two wins, and it's not looking good. Schedule's there, you know, not a difficult schedule. You should be able to beat Houston at home this week, right, when you and I play in quarterback. And then uh, they play Dallas. That won't be easy, but it's at home. And then they finish up with Jacksonville. So NFL folks got to be pretty happy uh, that that Tennessee-Jacksonville game looks like it's going to come down to something. Maybe the Jets-Dolphins game final week of the regular season is going to come down to something. If, if anything else, at least seedings uh, for the Dolphins. Well, the Jets are just awful. Zach Wilson, just awful. Robert Salah, you know, all the rah-rah and all that giddiness at the beginning of the year, and I'm taking uh, tickets or whatever that phrase he was using when the Jets were losing. You know, it, it, it's the old story. You know, when things are going good, yeah, coaches and players, everyone's all happy and everything else, and no problem with the media, joking around with the media. I've been to enough of those press conferences, right? But when you start losing, they've now lost four in a row. Boy, the press conferences are tough to handle because you're asking, you're, you're being asked, you know, good questions, 
not hard. It's not, you know, laying bricks here, but, you know, what? You need to protect Zach Wilson, right? I wish he would just come out and say it. You know, these guys, they want to hammer and haul around different questions and then skirt the real issue. I don't know why they just can't come out and say, listen, we drafted this guy number two two years ago. We're going to do everything in the world to make this guy be successful. We're going to give him every chance in the world. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But... You know, this this is his team. You know, it's not Mike White's team. It's it's not the Chris Schrevler's team. It's it's not Joe Flacco's team. We used the second overall pick on a guy two years ago. Of course, he's going to get every chance in the world. And if it doesn't happen, well, then the, the GM's an idiot for drafting him. It's simple as that. You know, I wish he would. You know, maybe he can't say he's all the exact things like I could say it. But I, you know, he could be more forthfrontful. Just instead of like kind of, well, it's the best player, and that's how it's always been. And every organization I've been in, it's whoever's playing the best. You, you can't say that with a straight face and say that Zach Wilson is your starting quarterback. Then he's playing the worst out of all the quarterbacks. They even said it last night. Uh, one of one of the guys said it anyway last night. One of the shows I was watching. You know, you think about it. Flacco when he was in there, he had success the first few weeks. Right? Mike White goes in there, he had success before he got hurt. Strebler goes in there for a couple of series, he had success. The only guy out of four quarterbacks that hasn't had any success is your starter. Zach Wilson, what does that say about him? You know, the question is, is when do you give up on him as far as being the man? That's that's the $64,000 question for the Jets. Do they go into next year? If he doesn't show any improvement, and I don't think he will over the last two games, right? How much improvement can he show? Do the Jets... Go into next year saying that Zach Wilson is our starting quarterback. From what you've seen, I don't know if they could do that. I really don't. All right, opposite picks just getting underway right here at Sports SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back. It is Opposite Picks right here on Sports Grid Radio talking about the uh, Jags' 19-3 win over the New York Jets in which uh, Zach Wilson played horrible, uh, or horribly. Uh, he was talking there about being taken out of the game in the third quarter and Salah and Zach Wilson's performance. Uh, what, again, what are you going to say? Um, I, I would be. It would be nice just to say, listen, guys, uh, he's got two years to perform. He's got a couple more games, and then we'll evaluate it in the offseason. We drafted him number two overall. You know, no one's yelling and screaming about the Chicago Bears. You know, Justin Fields, he stinks too, right, outside of his scrambles. Uh, take a look at his passes. I mean, he's as bad as bad can be. But no one's yelling and screaming for Justin Fields to be out of the game. Why? Because they stuck. Whereas, you know, we're at the we're a victim of our own success in that we have a chance to make the playoffs, whereas the Bears don't, so they can play Fields. And some of these other teams that are bad can play their rookie quarterbacks. You know, the Falcons can play Desmond Ritter. Um, you know, we can't do that necessarily with our guy because uh, we're 7-7 seven and seven and we're thinking about making the playoffs. It's tough to know. They really are. They're better off being 5-9 and nine right now and letting a guy just learn and, and go through the lumps, and then you figure out in the offseason. How many years do you get? You get one? you get two? Do you get a third year? You know, Jets are going to be drafting, you know, middle of the pack, depending on how things end up. You know, you probably the way this thing's going, they're probably going to lose, you know, two more games. They'll probably finish up 7-10. and 10. They'll probably get a, you know, 10, 12, 13th pick. If there's some quarterbacks out there, there, there should be one there for the taking. Or you could move up in the draft if you really like somebody. You go get uh, Jimmy G. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of ways. You can call out the Packers and try and get Jordan Love. 
Uh, or do you head into another year with with uh, Zach Wilson? Well, you know, at least he handled himself better in the press conference last night. He he wasn't a prima donna he's been before. He's been humbled for sure. And you would think somewhere along the line he would. I mean, the guy's been dead awful. And Jets had a great opportunity. You know, we got about two, three plays into the game. Jacksonville fumbles the ball. Um, Trevor Lawrence on, on a scramble. You perfect opportunity to go up big, seven nothing. And they had to kick a field goal, and that was it. That was it. One drive that was given to them, and they didn't score the entire game. And I got to tell you, this Garrett Wilson, um, he needs a little – that whole team needs a reality check. They, they, you know, it's Again, it's great when everybody's winning and everyone loves the coach and they can all do and say whatever they want. You take out the, every bad play on offense outside of Zach Wilson came because Garrett Wilson didn't want to try. You know, alligator arms on a couple of them, drop balls on a couple of them. Not not running the pass pattern the right way on a couple of them, um, you know. And he thinks he's the greatest thing in the world, and he's the same one that he would go to death with with Mike White. And I just wonder, I just wonder if he was out to sabotage Zach Wilson. You wouldn't think that would ever happen for a team that's battling for a playoff spot, but you take out the films, every bad play on offense, every drop pass, every, you know, offside. Guy was offsides on one play, but for about 10 yards down the field, every one pertained to Garrett Wilson. They got some issues over there. They got some attitudes over there. Wide receivers calling out, uh, calling out the, the, the quarterback earlier in the year, guys demanding to be traded. They trade for guys, James Robinson, then they don't play him, basically. Didn't suit up again, second straight game. Can't run the ball, the offensive line. Uh, you say what you want about Zach Wilson, but that offensive line sucks. Oh, my goodness. The only way they had some success is with uh, Strebler in there, and he was just scrambling for his life. They were going to get the poor guy killed. It was only a matter of they, they're just running him down the field like he was a running back. Uh, he, he had nine carries for 54 yards. The other leading Jet running back, two carries for seven yards. You take Strebler's 54 yards out of the equation, and they ran for 12 yards. 12 yards on what, three carries, Scott? No. Not a lot, but 11 carries. 11 carries for 12 yards. That offensive line was brutal. Just, you, you will, I don't care who you are, you're not winning with that offensive line. And that's what, again, and that's what Salah should be saying. Listen, our offensive line stunk. I mean, let's face it, we ran for 12 freaking yards. 12 yards. There isn't a quarterback in the world that's going to survive that. And then we got wide receivers dropping passes left and right. They're a bad football. I don't know how that team won seven games. I, I really don't. And again, when you think about it, there were a couple of games they really had no business winning. Right? They had no business winning the Browns game, uh, You know the way they scored two touchdowns there. I mean, th that's it's not a playoff team. Uh, they, they should stop the dream. Jacksonville, meanwhile, you know, Trevor throws for 229 yards, no touchdown passes, sack one time, ran for 83, or excuse me, ran for 51. Uh, they ran the ball down the Jets' throat, 147 yards, and now all of a sudden they're, they're seven and eight, and, and they're the favorite to win the NFC South. How crazy would a Lions Jacksonville Jaguars Super Bowl be? What are the odds on that, Scott? Funny you should ask. Let's find out. Jacksonville to win the AFC is 30 to 1, Lions to win the NFC is 25 to 1. Put them in a parlay on FanDuel. 805 to 1.
<laughs> a, a dollar bet will get you 805 bucks. $10 bet on that would get you $8,050. Could it happen? You know what? This year, you never know. Would it be the craziest thing in the world to see the Lions win a couple of games? I mean, there's no great, great team, uh, especially now with Hurts being banged up a little bit. There's nobody great in the NFC. AFC, a little different. You know, the Jags would have to go through a gauntlet. But if they win the division versus getting in as a wild card, they get a home game to start. They play maybe Miami, maybe the L.A. Chargers. You know, they could win those at home. Then they would probably face Buffalo at this point. Could do it, you know, or or Kansas City. Um, I, I give the Lions a better chance at it, but 805 to 1 if you want to put them in now. Two hottest teams in the NFL. The Detroit Lions, who have covered seven straight, won six of seven, or the Jacksonville Jaguars, who have won three in a row and five of seven. <laughs> who would have thunk it in the middle of December? And before we anoint, by the way, uh, you know, Doug Peterson as the next, uh, you know, uh, pick a great uh, Vince Lombardi here. You know, they're all you know, going gaga over great, uh, great play call. I was watching the four-letter network with Damian Woody. All oh, great play calling by uh, Doug Peterson. And I'm like, are you watching the game? I, I mean, how, how could you sit there with a straight face? The guy decided to kick a field goal in blustery conditions. They're up 13-3. It's fourth and inches. Fourth and inches. And he's going to kick a 44-yard field goal in a driving rainstorm with 20 to 25-mile-an-hour winds. What are you doing, Doug? Go for it. You're at the Jets' 27-yard line, for goodness sakes. You're, you're kicking a field goal in those conditions? Then he decides to punt later on for the Jets' 40 on 4th and 5. It's like, what are you doing? Come on. Your team is dominating here. Then he decides to have Trevor Lawrence pass with three minutes left. I mean, the Jets are just, there's just no life whatsoever. No life whatsoever. The Jets are done. They had to drive their early fourth quarter. They couldn't score. And that was it. And Jacksonville's just running out the clock. Jets are allowing them to do it. And he has Trevor Lawrence passing with three and a half minutes left. And the poor guy nearly gets killed on a sack attempt by one of the Jets. Even the announcers are like, gee, I don't know if you should be throwing right now. Yeah, real genius this Doug Peterson is. Kicking a field goal in 25-mile-an-hour wins instead of going for it on fourth and inches. Punting from the 40 and then having Trevor Lawrence uh, nearly get killed because he decides he wants to pass with three minutes left with the game over. What a dope. Opposite picks. More coming up. Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back. It is Opposite Picks on this uh, fabulous Friday. Robert Salon, Jets head coach on taking Zach Wilson out. And then uh, Doug Peterson. Uh, on uh, his Jacksonville Jaguars, who do win again 5-2 and two their last seven, believe it or not. All right, uh, time for our NFL trends. We give them out the best trends of the weekend. We'll include uh, Sunday's games and Saturday's games uh, and Monday night games uh, as well. So we have, what, eight for you today. Last week, if you follow them, two and five. For the season, 38 up and 48 down with two pushes. Uh, not bragging, not uh, whining either. I, as I tell you all the time, these are just the best trends. I, I find them. 
I give you the best angles. I don't necessarily advocate betting them, but the people are trend players. Uh, I'm a trend player, but my point really is it's an exercise, not in futility, just the opposite. It's an exercise to show you that trends are basically worthless. They really are. And uh, like I said, I, I try and get the very best ones. I try and be smart about it as far as I, you know, I'm not going to give you a game in which, uh, you know, the starting quarterback is out and, and the team is, you know, 20 and one, but uh, 10 games under 500. Who knows? But generally by the end of the year, it's right around 500 as college football was. So with that said, we're due for uh, a winning week. Where are we going to start? Buffalo laying nine against Chicago. Buffalo giving up a ton of points last week, not to the Miami Dolphins. Nine, one, and one against the spread after allowing 28 points or more. And Chicago, despite the cover last week, still on a seven and 18 against the spread run. Two positive trends for the Bills. Under 35 and a half, Houston and Tennessee. Titans very quietly on a 15 and five under run. Can't score and he got good defense. Nothing really should change this week. Over 47 and a half Giants in Minnesota. Uh, the uh, Giant unders are being trumped by the Minnesota overs in this game. Vikings 16 6 and 2 over at home. Lions, Detroit, speaking of which, laying two and a half at Carolina. Got to play him, right? Six and one straight up, seven and oh, seven straight covers for the Detroit Lions. Don't get in front of that machine. How about under 35 and a half Atlanta at Baltimore? Both teams are 11 and four under this year, and you're going to get bad weather. Under 37 and a half Washington at San Francisco. Washington 19 and 7 under last 26 games. Niners 16 and 5 under last 21 games. Those are two, two pretty strong under trends. So under 37 and a half. How about Dallas laying five against Philadelphia? Philadelphia quarterback this week, Gardner Minshew. One and eight straight up, two and seven against the spread his last nine starts. He's not a bad quarterback. He isn't, but one and eight is one and eight. Last one, under 36 and a half Denver LA Rams. We keep on giving to the under Denvers. They always come in. Although last week, somehow or another, with two backup quarterbacks, you know, isn't that, you know, we didn't really talk about this because it was Arizona versus Denver. Who cares, right? You know, Denver's uh, 11 and 2 under this year with Russell Wilson and, and uh, Arizona, you know, is but a backup quarterback, Colt McCoy. I mean, there's just no reason, no reason in the world to think they're going to get over. I think the over-under was like 37 and a half last week, right? And uh, they ended up with, what, 40 points, 25, 16, or something like that, and, and the game goes over. I mean, <laughs> two, not one, but two backup quarterbacks, and yet those are the guys that trump the trends. Amazing. So anyway, under 36 and a half Denver against the L.A. Rams with Baker Mayfield as quarterback. Denver 23 and 8 under including 11-3 and three this year. So there you go. A lot of unders uh, for this week, which uh, probably bodes well with the weather being as bad as it's going to be on the East Coast. So we got Buffalo laying nine against Chicago, under 35.5 Houston, Tennessee, over the giant Minnesota game, Detroit laying two and a half versus Carolina, Dallas laying five against Philly, under 35.5 Atlanta, Baltimore, under 37.5 Washington, San Fran, and under 36.5 Denver and the L.A. Rams. I'll post those on the uh, free NFL page uh, on my website. Best NFL trends for this weekend, bar none. Okay, how about our pyramid plays? 
Last night, nice night. Real nice night. Gave you Air Force. They were a winner. Again, three and a half. They won outright. Beat the snot out of Baylor, 30 to 15. Gave you Jacksonville plus the one and a half. Winner outright against the Jets. Gave you over 226. Spurs and uh, Pelicans. Winner. Gave you Boston to win against Winnipeg in regulation. Winner. Spotted the Jets a 2-0 lead, and they still won 3-2 in regulation. Gave you uh, under 139, Harvard-Kansas college basketball. Winner. The only one we lost with is the one that we normally hit with, and that's our best shot on goal, Andre Shveznikov, two and a half. Although I do like to, uh, every once in a while, every blue moon, uh, every blue moon, they change the box score with these shots on goals. Uh, sometimes uh, to help us, and, and other times not to help us. So let me just check Carolina, because we had a bunch of guys that all were one shot shy of winning. Any chance they flipped some of those guys? Let's see. And we won with Natchez. We, uh, no, Sreznikov, two. Burns, two. Yeah. How about um, Rust? Yeah, they finished him with two us also. All right. We had three guys that came up just a, shad, a tad short on that one. But still went five and four with our shots on goal. Just didn't hit our main one. So our overall numbers, we always like to close things out. Uh, NBA, we're 14 up, 22 down, one push. NBA prop, uh, we're 2-0. We got to throw another one out there pretty soon. NHL, we're 24 and 16, good for 519 bucks if you're a $100 player. Shots on goal, 144 and 111, good for 2,969 bucks. Depending on your VIG, everyone's a little different, but about $3,000 were up for a $100 player. Playing only one, 21 and 12, good for 745 smackaroonies. NFL, 14 and 4 with our free NFL picks. Cha-ching, cha-ching. College football, 10 and 13. College basketball, we got some work to do. Uh, despite last night's win, we're still only 8 and 16. So where are we going tonight? Pyramid plays. These are the best plays on the board. Let's uh, scratch all of yesterday's off so we don't get confused. And, oh, by the way, we got the Blackhawks in action tonight. Um, best play, college football. I like Wake Forest laying 2.5 against Missouri. We got two games tonight. That's the later one. NBA best play, Cleveland laying four and a half against Toronto. Best prop NBA, we'll go over LeBron James. We'll put the black cloud on LeBron. Let's just double check and make sure it's 30 and a half. Might be a little bit more, might be a little bit less. He's been on a tear of late. I told you a long, long time ago, we were going to play him about three weeks ago. We were going to play him every single game over. Uh, 31 and a half. They bumped it up even to 31 and a half. All right, we're still going to do it. Over 31 and a half points, LeBron. NHL. This is the beauty of NHL. Let me double check on the line. We got the Chicago Blackhawks in action tonight. Yes, our favorite whipping boy. The worst team in the NHL. The worst team probably in all of sports. They've lost 16 of 17. And we can get Columbus playing the Blackhawks tonight at basically pick them. Oh, that is great. You want to lay a goal and a half? 14 of the 16 Blackhawk losses have come by two goals. If you want to play it to win in regulation, you want to lay a goal and a half, you're getting plus 210. For them to win in regulation, Columbus meaning, plus 136. Uh, or you just lay the minus 114. But 
you got to keep playing. Now, Columbus stinks. I get that. But they don't stink like the Blackhawks stink. You absolutely have to keep on playing uh, against Chicago. And there you go. There's our, uh, our pyramid plays. 844-843-6879. We got opposite picks coming up here in a little bit. How about uh, Mark from Cincinnati joins us on a Friday? What's going on, Mark? How are you today, bud? Not good, Scott. Yourself? Eh, not too hey, bad. Um, What's going on? Good. Main reason why I called in, I just wanted to wish you and uh, your crew a Merry Christmas. And hope um, hope it's a proper, proper oh. um, New Year for you. Appreciate that. But, um, yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate it. Same of, thing for you. Thank you. And uh, I've been kind of excited watching these Cleveland Cavaliers play. So they had that, um, they had a pretty, pretty tough, brutal schedule. Um, you know, they beat Milwaukee, they got Toronto, and I think they're coming to uh, Brooklyn on the 26th, I or Brooklyn's going to play them. I'm not sure. But um, some good games. Not positive. Pretty dark. Pretty darn cold out here in Ohio. It's going to be interesting to see the uh, games tomorrow, Chicago and uh, Cleveland Stadium. So you yeah. guys have a good uh, day, and uh, appreciate taking my call. We'll see you. You got it, Mark. Appreciate that. Happy holidays to you. Yeah, they do play Brooklyn at home on, on the 26th, day after Christmas. They got Toronto tonight, and then they play Brooklyn. And I'm surprised that they're only a four-and-a-half-point home favorite. I don't know what's going on with this Toronto team. They stink. They were basically pick them against the Knicks the other night when the Knicks had won eight in a row and Toronto had lost six in a row. And Toronto did win, you know, so somebody knew something. And now they're only a four-and-a-half-point dog uh, at uh, Cleveland. I, I like the Cavs a lot tonight. I really do. So, um, yeah, enjoy the holidays there, Mark, and uh, hopefully we have a couple of winners. Cavs have won five straight. Nice job by them. Opposite picks coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, yes. LLs know what that music means. Time to take out those pad and pencils, get set for the fastest, and more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio, opposite picks. What are opposite picks you newbies ask? Well, we give you seven games, sometimes six, 7,000 reasons why we like one side, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, injury reports, weather reports, systems, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas. Uh, yesterday, we went uh, three and four with our plays. So Actually, two and five, my bad, with our plays. So a uh, little dip into the uh, deficit even further. 574 up and 627 down. Minus two thousand seven hundred and forty bucks if you're a hundred dollar player. So got a week and a half left. We got to get some uh, money back here. Uh, we're gonna start in the NBA tonight. Philadelphia laying only three and a half against the LA Clippers. Clippers stink. I don't know who's playing for them. Probably the full group since they were off last night. But I'll still take the 76ers at home where they're thirteen and five this year. And oh by the way, bury the lead. 76ers going for their seventh straight win. They are on fire, folks. Why wouldn't you grab them at home at near? Pick them odds. Love the 76ers tonight. Uh, give me the Clippers plus the three and a half. Pick number two, Detroit plus eight and a half at Atlanta. Told you earlier this week and last week, actually, keep betting against the Hawks. They're three and six their last nine games. They continue to tank on head coach Nate McMillan. They lost to Chicago last time out. Trey Young is playing awful. 
Keep going against them, especially at these fat prices, eight and a half. I wouldn't lay eight and a half against Topeka High with the Atlanta Hawks these days. Love the Pistons here. Uh, give me Atlanta minus the eight and a half. Pick number three, Boston laying 10 versus Minnesota. I'm not sure what's going on with our Celtics, but I'm guessing a game against the up and down teacups is just what the doctor ordered to get out of their misery. Celtics have lost three in a row in five of six, including unlikely losses to Indiana and Orlando twice. Celtics put it all together tonight. I bet they boat race Minnesota. Love Boston here. Yeah, give me Minnesota plus the 10. Pick number four, Cleveland laying four and a half against Toronto. What's all the love with the uh, with the Raptors these days, right? I said it before, one-point dogs at New York the other night when the Knicks were riding an eight-game win streak. Now only a four-and-a-half-point dog at Cleveland who's riding a six-game win streak? Uh, I, I don't get it. The boys in Vegas, don't they realize this Toronto team is 14-18, and 18, only 4-12 and 12 on the road? They're only a four-and-a-half-point dog to the Cavs, a team that's 16-2 and two at home? Doesn't make any sense. Uh, give me Toronto plus the four-and-a-half. Pick number five, Dallas laying seven against Houston. Luka's overdue for a monster game, which usually means a Mavs win, right? He's had two off games, one game in which he got kicked out of. Rockets won a couple of games a couple of weeks ago after their head coach's uh, father passed away, but uh, uh, they're back to being the Rockets, shall we say. 0-4 straight up, 1-3 against the spread this past week plus. Mavs should roll them. They easily win by double digits. Uh, give me Houston plus the seven. NHL we go. Pick number six. Carolina laying a goal and a half versus Philadelphia. Hurricanes win again last night against Pittsburgh. They've now won 11 of their last 12. Team is on fire. They now host a Flyers team. That's an ugly 4-18 and 18 their last 22 games. Love Carolina tonight laying a goal and a half. Uh, Philadelphia. Give me Philadelphia to Flyers plus a goal and a half. Pick number seven, Columbus, uh, minus 115 against Chicago. Wow, the boys in Vegas are giving us an early Christmas present with this line, folks. Are you kidding me? We have a team that has lost Chicago 16 of its last 17 games, and it's basically pick them? <laughs> 14 of their 16 losses in this streak have come by two goals or more. 15 have come in regulation, and we don't even have to worry about any of that. We could just bet them at minus 115. Oh, love Columbus tonight. Are you kidding me? Uh, give me Chicago, uh, minus the 115. Opposite picks. Got a seven-pack. Clippers plus three and a half at Philadelphia. Hawks laid eight and a half against the Pistons. Minnesota plus 10 against the Boston Celtics. Toronto plus four and a half against Cleveland. Houston plus seven versus Dallas. Philadelphia Flyers on the ice plus a goal and a half against Red Hot Carolina. And it pains me to say it, but give me the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, pick them, basically. Minus 115 against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Opposite picks for a Friday, December 23rd. Good luck, folks. And there you go. And I have those uh, posted on the front page of the website, as we always do. And then we have the hockey stuff that we're going to give you here in a second in our open parlays. We'll have that on the uh, NHL page. Speaking of which, uh, let us hop to it, shall we? We got the, some uh, open parlays to, to get to here. Uh, where are we going to begin? Uh, let us see. Let us see. Let us see. 
gave me the pyramid plays. I, I didn't have time to get to the shots on goal, so I'll do that um, after the show, and I'll post those on the hockey page. All right, so our six-team open parlay. We had Vegas uh, last night laying a goal and a half against Arizona, or two nights ago, actually. That one, we didn't play anything last night. Uh, that's the beauty of these open parlays. If you really don't love anything, then then we don't play it. So we didn't play it. So we have $87 that we won on, Mon on uh, Wednesday, plus the $100 that we're willing to bet. So we got $187 tonight. Where are we going to go? Uh, let us see. Let us see. Um, no NFL. We got the two college football games. I like both, but I'm not uh, necessarily ready to jump on either one. NBA. I do like Philadelphia laying only three and a half against the Clips. They're on fire. We might go there. Let me just scroll down. Oh, Cleveland, right? You know what? Let's go with the Cadavers. They're not going to lose uh, to Toronto, right? I mean, that, that, that can't happen. Celtics aren't going to lose to Boston. Well, man, maybe they could. I don't know what's going on with Boston. We better stay away from that one. Dallas going to lose to the Rockets? I doubt it. You got the uh, Lakers and Hornets. Boy, how bad are the Lakers? Only a three-point home favorite against Charlotte tonight. Three-point home favorite. I don't have any trust in them, though. You know what? I'm going to go with, uh, since Mark Hall from Cincinnati, let's take uh, let's take Cleveland. We'll, uh, we'll get greedy. We'll take them on the money line. All right, we'll take them laying four and a half. In fact, we'll, we'll buy the hook, get it down to four. Cleveland laying four. We got 187 bucks uh, with the hook. That's 187 to win 160. So let me just put that in there. Hold on a second. Cleveland minus four. We'll buy the hook uh, versus Toronto. And that is 187 to win 160. All right. Betting against the Blackhawks. Here we go. Leg number five of our always bet against the Blackhawks open parlay. We're up to $637. And while I could screw around and grab some odds, you know what? Uh, why bother? Let's just play Columbus straight. FanDuel right now. They were slight, slight dogs last night. They're uh, minus 114 favorites. So let's put all $634 on the Columbus Blue Jackets to win at Chicago. That's 634 to win 556. So Columbus minus 114 uh, at Chicago. Um, 634 to win, what did I say, 617? Uh, 556. 556. What, they really take all, even at minus 114, which you think is like nothing, right? They're, they're still taking 80 bucks out. Is that possible? Wow, that's a lot. For minus 114, you're wagering 634 and they're taking $80, out, $78 out. Mm, all right, it is what it is. Underdog open parlay. We hit with the Jags last night. That's leg number two. So we had $31.50 to win 34. So we are up to $65.50. I know it's small, but uh, if we get to six legs uh, with this, uh, it'll be big. Don't worry. So $65.50. Where are we going to go tonight? Uh, how about those college football games? Nah, I like both favorites tonight. Uh, nothing really on a college basketball schedule. Uh, NBA, there's a ton of games. Any, you know, which one of the, you know, an underdog is going to win somewhere along the line. Bulls over the Knicks? No. Want to grab the Bucks plus 120 against the Nets? Every time I bet on the Bucks on the road, they lose. Pacers aren't a bad little team against Miami. 
Pell's getting a uh, plus 110 against OKC. That's not that bad. Uh, Washington, Sacramento. No. Mm, Phoenix at home, but they're all banged up against Memphis. Could go Charlotte. Let's flip over real quickly to the NHL. Uh, you got the Devils even against the Bruins. We can't do that. Flyers suck. Can't do that. Winnipeg against uh, the Capitals. They've been playing good hockey, even though they blew the game last night. Islanders. Ooh, how about the Islanders? Plus 115 at home. That's pretty good. Um, Vancouver, no. LA Kings, Arizona, no. St. Louis, no. Let's, uh, you know what? Let's go Islanders. What do we have to play with? Uh, $65.50 on the Islanders against the Florida Panthers, who are just overrated. Um, I don't know what people are going to buy into that team. So $65.50. And the Islanders at plus $115. And that'll get us $75. All right. So uh, we are in. Uh, That's our underdog parlay. So we got three things tonight. Open parlay, leg number two, $187. Cleveland laying four to win 160, buying the hook. Uh, Bet against the Blackhawks, leg number five, Columbus minus 114. Uh, 634 to win 556. And then Jacksonville plus 110, or uh, the uh, the Islanders plus 115 against uh, the Florida Panthers. And we're in with our open parlays. Uh, Johnny in Manhattan joined us here on uh, Opposite Picks. What's going on, John? How are you this Friday morning? Hey, Scott. How are you? Good. What's on your mind? Hey, Mick in the IL. How does Scott show his appreciation for you, the best LL? Does he send you a hat? No. Did he send you a sweatshirt? No. Well, how does he show his appreciation for you, Mick? Oh, he bets against my favorite team, the Blackhawks, every game. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's given up on the Blackhawks, too. Uh, he makes a diehard hockey fan, but even he realizes the Blackhawks stink. Scott, I want to give uh, a little credit to Russo on his um, baseball show on TV. He brought something to, to my attention, which I hadn't heard about. It was um, about the Red Sox, about how the Red Sox did not send Carlton Fisk uh, or Freddie Lynn their contracts in time, and that's why they became free agents. Have you ever heard that story? Yeah, Carlton Fisk. Not, I don't think Freddie Lynn, but Carlton Fisk, that's why. Uh, and Fisk being Fisk took the first opportunity to get out of town um, because there was a midnight deadline that they had to uh, offer him a contract, and they, they screwed up. And I don't know if they thought they could do it the next day or they thought that Fisk was going to automatically resign with them. But, uh, yeah, that one I know about. Yeah, this article uh, in Boston.com says the same thing happened with Fred Lynn. Um, and real quickly on those guys, Scott, uh, Fisk played 24 years in baseball as a catcher, obviously. Uh, how many of those years do you think he spent with the White Sox? Uh, most of them. Uh, he, he was there longer than he was with the Red Sox. I, I mean, 24 years, I bet it was like a half a do- about a dozen. 12 years, Yeah, that's a years? great guess, Scott. Uh, you're ba- you basically hit it. It's 13. And then lastly, uh, the same question for Freddie Lynn, Scott. He had a 19-year um, career. How many seasons did he spend with the Red Sox? Yeah, not enough, I'll tell you that. More when we come back. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And welcome back. It is Ops Picks. Another hour flying by here. Football full circle coming up next with Lisi and, uh, and Ben Stevens. Yeah, with the Red Sox. They didn't do that with Lynn. I, I had Fred Lynn on my show before. They traded Lynn. Um, I don't know where Doggy got that information or what article you were talking about, but if there is an article on it, then it's wrong. Uh, t- tell Doggy next time, John. Leave the Red Sox stuff to me. All right? uh, they did screw up with Carlton Fisk. They failed to give him a contract. Um, I don't know if they thought that they could do it the next day or they didn't realize there was a deadline, but there were rules put in place back then in the early 80s. Uh, you had to offer up a contract at a certain time, otherwise he became a free agent, and they, they effed up, um, and he became a free agent. But Lynn, they traded. They traded uh, Lynn to the California, then California Angels. I, I remember that. Uh, they didn't think he was going to resign. He had another year left on his contract. And, you know, I remember him asking him about that, and he said he swore he told the Red Sox he wanted to stay, and the Red Sox didn't believe him, so they, they traded him to the California Angels. So I would have guessed um, him on the Red Sox, like, I, I would have guessed six or seven years, and that's what, what it is. He started in 20, uh, as a 22-year-old, and then they traded him when he was 28, so what's that, seven years? One, two, three, four, five, six, yeah, seven years. So I would have been you know, basically on with that. He played 17 years in the league's, Never the same player. Had some decent years in California, then moved on to Baltimore. But they had a lineup that was going to be the greatest outfields. You know, they had with Rice and Evans and Lynn. Boy, they were going to be set for the next 15 years, right? Why would you get rid of any of those guys? Won a Hall of Famer. Uh, Dwight Evans, a borderline Hall of Famer. And then you thought Fred Lynn was going to be a Hall of Famer the way he, you know, started. Uh, but injuries kind of derailed his career. But that was going to be the outfield uh, for, for the Red Sox for the next 15 years. And um, and they busted it up with with the trade in Linaway, unfortunately, and they never got back to that uh, you know the '75 World Series prominence that they had. All right, uh, that'll do it for us. We got college football games this afternoon. One later on tonight. Uh, don't forget to join me for in play sports tonight at seven o'clock Eastern time, right here on Sports Good Radio. Enjoy your Friday, folks. <laughs> 